Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Monday, September 26th. U.S. stocks added to last week's losses as the markets remained skittish amid the backdrop of a flood of tightened monetary policies, which is fostering recessionary concerns. Treasury yields soared and the U.S. dollar remained in rally mode, notching fresh multi-decade highs. Crude oil prices turned lower and gold saw pressure. In light equity news, shares of Unilever were slightly lower after the company announced that its chief executive officer will retire, while casino operators rallied after Macau continued to lift travel restrictions. The economic week began slowly with a disappointing read on Dallas's manufacturing activity, which unexpectedly moved further into contraction territory. Asia finished broadly lower, and Europe ended the day mixed as continued tightening of financial conditions exacerbated global uneasiness. The Dow Jones Industrial Average decreased 330 points, or 1.1%, to 29,261. The S&P 500 Index went down 38 points, or 1%, to 3,655. And the Nasdaq Composite finished 65 points lower, or 0.6%, to 10,803. In moderate volume, 4.8 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.6 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil lost $2.03 to $76.71 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price declined $22.40 to $1,633.20 per ounce, and the dollar index rallied 0.8% to 113.99. In light equity news on Monday, Unilever PLC, ticker symbol UL, announced that its chief executive officer, Alan Jope, will retire from the company at the end of 2023 after five years in the role. Unilever said that its board will now proceed with a formal search for a successor and will consider both internal and external candidates. Shares were slightly lower. Las Vegas Sands, ticker symbol LVS, and Wynn Resorts Limited, ticker symbol WYNN, rose sharply as casino stocks exposed to Macau got a boost from the announcement that the city will resume e-visa issuance. We'll also permit tour groups from mainland China by the end of October or early November, lifting a ban that has been in place since early 2020 when the pandemic began. The S&P 500 has fallen for two straight weeks, with the Dow dropping below its June lows, while the S&P 500 and NASDAQ are threatening those levels. Inflation pressures have persisted, forcing the Fed to aggressively tighten monetary policy, as discussed in the article titled, Stock Market Volatility Worries Mount. Meanwhile, Schwab's chief investment strategist, Liz Ann Saunders, discusses in her latest article titled, Earnings Trampled Underfoot. Now, the bear market has been driven by multiple compression, making valuations look relatively compelling, but expected weakness in earnings may limit the upside potential for stocks. You can follow Liz Ann on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders, and you can read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Monday, Treasury yields were higher as the yield on the two-year note climbed 11 basis points to 4.32%. The yield on the 10-year note soared 20 basis points to 3.89%. 
and the 30-year bond rate rallied 11 basis points to 3.72%. Bond yields have jumped, and the U.S. dollar has rallied back to fresh multi-decade highs after the Fed hiked rates by 75 basis points for a third straight meeting last week. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses the Fed's decision in her latest article titled, With Inflation Offsides, the Fed Keeps Hiking, which included downgraded economic growth forecasts and an increased unemployment rate outlook as inflation remains the central bank's primary concern. She also provides analysis of the greenback in her commentary titled, The Strong Dollar, Can It Continue? You can follow Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Jones. The Dallas Fed Manufacturing Index unexpectedly moved further into contraction territory with a reading below zero for September. The index fell to negative 17.2 from negative 12.9 in August and compared to the Bloomberg consensus estimate calling for an improvement to negative 9.0. The index surprisingly deteriorated as the contraction for new orders increased, more than offsetting accelerated growth in production and shipments. Employment dipped but remained comfortably in expansion territory, and inflation pressures remained severely elevated, with prices paid accelerating but did moderate in terms of prices received. Tomorrow's economic calendar will come in heavy with reports on August's preliminary durable goods orders predicted to decline 0.3% month over month, and durable goods ex-transportation expected to rise 0.2% month over month. As well, non-defense capital goods orders, excluding aircraft, considered a proxy for capital spending, is forecasted to show a 0.2% month-over-month increase. On the housing front, July's S&P CoreLogic home prices are projected to increase 0.2% month-over-month on a seasonally adjusted basis and 17.1% year-over-year non-seasonally adjusted. After the opening bell, August's new home sales will be released, with expectations of a 2.2% month-over-month decrease to 500,000. Additionally, we will get the Conference Board's September Consumer Confidence release that is predicted to give a reading of 104.5. To round out the docket, we will get a read on September's Richmond Fed Manufacturing Index, which is projected to drop to a negative 10 level from August's negative 8 reading. A reading of zero is the demarcation point between contraction and expansion for the manufacturing index. In international news on Monday, stocks in Europe ended the day mixed after trying to recover from last week's second straight drop. The global markets remained skittish regarding the economic impact of a host of monetary policy tightening across the globe, as well as the ensuing energy crisis in Europe that has been exacerbated by the war in Ukraine. The British pound fell to its lowest level since 1985 versus the U.S. dollar, and U.K. bond yields jumped on the heels of the Bank of England's aggressive monetary policy tightening campaign, as well as last week's tax cuts to try to boost economic activity. The euro also saw pressure versus the U.S. dollar and remained below parity as the greenback has surged on the heels of three straight 75 basis point rate hikes from the Fed. Eurozone bond yields rose solidly. The European Central Bank has also begun to move to a more restrictive policy. Uneasiness remains and has been further exacerbated after Russian President Vladimir Putin partially mobilized more troops and reiterated his threat to use nuclear weapons last week. 
Economic news in the region added to the negative sentiment, with a read on German business confidence showing sentiment on the current environment and expectations both deteriorated in September. Italy led to the upside as the markets reacted to election results over the weekend that showed the right-wing party won a majority in both houses of parliament, paving the way for the country's first female prime minister. Inflation has driven the tighter monetary policies, and Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article titled, Home is Where the Inflation Is, how central banks that base inflation measures on rentals rather than home prices may persist in hiking rates, thus applying more economic breaks despite easing home sales. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The UK FTSE 100 index was unchanged, and Italy's FTSE MIB index advanced 0.7%, while France's CAC 40 index declined 0.2%, Germany's DAX index went down 0.5%, Switzerland's Swiss market index decreased 0.6%, and Spain's IBEX 35 index traded 1% lower. Stocks in Asia finished with widespread losses as the global markets remain uneasy following recent rate hike announcements from central banks across the globe, led by the Fed in the U.S., which has caused financial conditions to tighten in the form of higher global bond yields and a spike in the U.S. dollar. However, the Bank of Japan and China's central bank have bucked the trend with the latter loosening policy to try to boost the world's second-largest economy that has been hampered by the impact of COVID-related lockdowns, regulatory crackdowns, real estate issues, and elevated geopolitical tensions with the U.S. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop provides commentary on China's situation in his article titled China Q&A Top 5 Questions discussing various topics, including inflationary concerns, currency movements, government policies, and more. In economic news, Japan's preliminary September manufacturing and services PMIs were released, with its manufacturing growth slowing, though its services sector output rose back into expansion territory. Also, just after the markets closed, Hong Kong reported that its exports and imports both fell more than expected for August. Japan's Nikkei 225 index dropped 2.7%, with the yen losing ground versus the U.S. dollar, even after last week's intervention by the Bank of Japan to try to stabilize its currency that has fallen to lows not seen in over 20 years. China's Shanghai Composite Index decreased 1.2%, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index decreased 0.4%. India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index and Australia's S&P ASX 200 index both fell 1.6% and South Korea's Kospi index tumbled 3%.